Leads are literally everywhere. You're a voice actor. You're an entrepreneur. You're a VOpreneur. Welcome to the Everyday VOpreneur Podcast, your guide through the business of voiceover. Your number one marketing tool is your voiceover demos. When you're posting them online, you want to be sure they're playable on any device and with any browser. The VoiceAmp player does exactly that. Sign up at msvo.me slash msvoiceam and receive three months of VoiceAmp for the price of one. Sign up now at msvo.me slash msvoiceam. The VOpreneur Podcast. Hey, it doesn't suck. Not as funny as Conan. Not as cute as Seth Meyers. Not as smart as Colbert. But he's one of us, and that counts for something. Here's Mark Scott, the original Everyday VOpreneur. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Everyday VOpreneur Podcast, your guide through the business of voiceover. I'm Mark Scott, so excited to have you here for another episode. Thank you so much for subscribing wherever fine podcasts are given away for free. That way, you never have to miss an episode. We are available on iTunes, on Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Podbean, and of course, you can listen to episodes anytime at vopreneur.com. By the way, and I don't want to go there specifically because I'm still trying to enjoy summer for as long as it lasts in Canada, but I just wanted to mention that as we start to move towards fall, you know what would be really nice to keep you warm in the fall? Your very own Vopreneur hoodie. And those are available as well. Go to vopreneur.com and right at the top there, you'll see a link for shop and you can pick up your very own Vopreneur hoodie. But there's also tees and tanks and stickers and mugs and all kinds of fun stuff available. Represent that you are a Vopreneur. So in this week's episode, we're talking about leads. It's all about leads. One of the things that I preach over and over and over and over and over and over and over again is that you can find leads literally everywhere. And I think one of the biggest struggles that voice actors have is that they tend to limit their scope. They, they limit their thinking to where you can actually find leads. That's why for most voice actors, the default is sign up for as many casting sites as possible and collect as many agents as possible. As long as you get those two things, then you should have no shortage of voiceover work, right? So that's what we do. And in fact, that's what some coaches will even teach you. Sign up for as many casting sites as possible. They offer discounts so that you can get on those casting sites. And then, of course, collect as many agents as you possibly can. Do that. You're going to have work galore. Well, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but that's not exactly the way it works in 2019. Now. Of course, you can sign up for casting sites. Some are better than others. And you are going to get opportunities. No question about it. You can also get yourself some agents. And through those agents, you are absolutely going to get some opportunities. But trying to build a full-time business exclusively off of casting sites and agents, it's really hard in today's marketplace. And I'm not even sure that it's possible outside of some of the major centers, like maybe New York or L.A. or Chicago or something like that. So that is why I teach voice actors all about marketing, all about going out there, finding your own leads and building your own client base. What I want to do with this episode is get you thinking beyond the casting sites, beyond the agents, and even beyond the traditional production companies. 
So for those that have decided, you know, casting sites and agents, they're, they're fine, but I still want to be able to do my marketing. And so they'll go on Google and they'll do a search and they'll find some production companies and they'll reach out to those production companies. And then that becomes the edge of their universe for marketing. And it can go so much further beyond that. So what I have done is reached out to a number of voice actors to get their stories. There's so much that we have to learn from each other. I posted a topic in the Vopreneur Facebook group a couple of weeks ago. And the question was, tell me about the most unusual place that you have found a really great lead. And the result of that was dozens and dozens of really great stories from voice actors who have found leads in the most unusual places. And so I collected a bunch of those stories to include in this episode with the exclusive purpose of trying to get you to think a little bit different, to think outside of your traditional boundaries, to look for leads in places where you may have never looked for leads before. Because trust me, there are a lot of different places that you can find them. So this week, we're going to start off with Ian Fishman. Ian is a fascinating guy, and I'm happy to know him. I'm happy to have the opportunity to work with him, and, and I learn just as much from him as I hope that he is learning from me. Ian is uh, running three different brands right now. He has his very own Fish Sounds voiceover, which is him personally. He has high-end voiceover, which is an entirely separate brand that is focused exclusively on the cannabis industry and doing voiceover for the cannabis industry. And he recently launched Millennial VO with a partner that's going to focus on people who are looking for millennial voiceovers. And I love Ian because he is really the definition of a VOpreneur. This guy gets it. He does the voice acting very well, but he understands the business very well. And that's why he's got three of them going right now. And he knows how to find leads in unique places. Listen to Ian's story. One of my best finding an unexpected lead stories is when I was buying Windows. Uh, we were debating between going double or triple pane, and uh, the person who was selling us the Windows mentioned, well, with triple pane, you do save on your heating bill some, but you also get extra soundproofing. And of course, when I heard that, I said, yep, that's it. We're done. We're just doing triple pane. And he was like, wow, you got really excited about that. And I said, well... It's kind of an old house, and we get a lot of sound bleed, and yes, I do want to save on my heating bill, and yes, I do want less sound for when I'm sleeping at night, but I need less sound for when I'm recording voiceover for my business. And he said, oh, interesting that you do voiceover. My wife runs a creative agency in town, and this particular agency actually hired me to do some on-camera work for them about six or seven years ago. So he took my card. She got in touch with me and ended up hiring me for a bunch of different work throughout the course of the last year that helped us pay off our windows even quicker. Pretty sweet. At some point in the next few months, I am going to be going through a basement renovation. I did half of my basement kind of last year and into the beginning part of this year. That's the half that has my studio. Now I have to do the other half, which is going to involve creating a furnace room, creating a bathroom, replacing a bathroom, basically replacing a bedroom. It just, it needs to be gutted and started over again. And now Ian has me thinking about who the people are that are going to be coming into my home to help me work on my basement and whether or not any of them are going to need voiceovers. In fact, when I did the studio, the company that did my carpet install asked a lot of questions about 
what they were installing carpet in. Obviously, a voiceover studio looks a little bit different from the traditional living room, for example. And we're now connected with each other on social media. We comment back and forth with each other. And one day, I'm sure there's going to be an opportunity there. But think about it. How many different people have come into your home? Whether it's the window guy, the kitchen guy, the plumber, the electrician, somebody laying carpet, somebody laying flooring, uh, somebody doing your roof, whatever it is, maybe there's an opportunity. And maybe they're not going to work with you directly, but maybe they're connected with someone who you need to be connected with. And that's one of the other powerful things that you need to remember here. It wasn't actually the window guy that hired Ian, but it was his wife. You never know who is in somebody else's network, and you never know whether or not they're going to be able to connect you to somebody else. And this is why everywhere there are leads. So now we go from the window guy, the home renovator, the person that's coming into your home, to the person who you are paying your utility bills to, you know, for all the services in your home. This is one of my favorite stories. You know what? You'll see why. Listen to how Diane Merritt found some really great voiceover opportunities for herself. Until just recently, I was old school with paying my bills and mailed out checks. I thought, what a perfect opportunity to market myself and stuffed my business cards in with my payment. I mean, it's cheap enough advertising, right? Every month I put one in. I figured the person opening the envelope would either get sick of getting them and saying, will someone please hire this person? Or it would eventually end up on the right desk. Or even that person might be a friend of someone who needs a voice. It took a while, but patience is a virtue. And I am now the phone voice for my local water company. And I just did a narration for my power company. Business cards with her bills. I mean, honestly, who even thinks to do that? Other than Diane, obviously. It's so brilliant. You know, one of the things that I like to teach is that old school techniques, sometimes I believe that they work even more effectively today than when old school was, I don't know, what do you say? Current school? In fact, I have done a podcast episode on old school marketing techniques because I do think that there are a lot of opportunities for that type of thing today. We are so inundated with digital messaging. We're inundated with texts, with social media, with email. So when somebody does something that's old school, it stands out so much more today than it used to back in the day when everybody was doing that old school stuff. So check out episode 13 of the podcast at vopreneur.com. Episode 13, it's called Old School Marketing Techniques to expand a little bit on some of those different opportunities that are out there. But what a great reminder of the value in a business card and how sometimes putting it in the most random place can be all that you need. Have you ever walked into a local restaurant and they have one of those little containers that you can drop your business card in to win like a free slice of pizza or something? Make sure that you're dropping your business card in every one of those. Have you ever walked into something like, well, for example, the grocery store where I live? Inside of the entrance doors to the grocery store, there's a great big bulletin board and everybody hangs their business cards up on it. And it's just a place for you to see, you know, what local services are available. All of the different people that are available for work and all the different types of work within the community. And everybody's invited to hang their business card on it. 
Have you ever hung your business card on one of those? Leads are out there everywhere. All you have to do is keep your eyes open for the opportunities. Now, as this episode is airing, I'm actually going to be in Ireland. I had the good fortune of being invited by J. Michael Collins to attend the Euro Retreat that is happening in Ireland, teaching business and marketing to voice actors, and I'm so excited to be there. I can't wait to go. I've never actually traveled overseas before, so I've done a lot of traveling through North America, just never had a chance to go overseas. It's going to be a great time. And as I was preparing for the trip, outside of, you know, packing and figuring out what I need to take and making sure that I have all of my course presentations and everything ready to go, I wasn't even thinking about the marketing opportunities that might exist while I'm traveling. But thanks to Melvin Vermeer, now I am. I was once sitting at a gate at Heathrow Airport waiting for my plane to depart to the United States when I literally told all my clients I was going to go away. So there's no way someone was going to contact me, right? And then still some email pops up saying, well, we are a production company. We've never talked before, but we have a client here, one of the major cola brands around the world, and they would need a Dutch sentence. Would you be able to participate? And I said, yeah, sure, of course, I would love to do that. But I'm at the airport right now. And in eight, nine hours, I'll be able to record something in my hotel room. I don't know if you have that time to wait. And they said, well, that's fine with us. We'll just send you the script. If you could record it, once you get there, then um, we would be very happy. So that's the way how that led to a lead. However, what you're looking at is probably how can you find a lead somewhere around you, not so much an email that pops in from a random potential client. And when you're at an airport or when you're in a bus bus stop or when you're at a train station, you often see billboards around. And sometimes it has a frame around it. Now, not always, but sometimes it actually tells you the company who's responsible for putting that ad in that frame. And in the Netherlands, I contacted one of those companies. And uh, ipso facto, the guy emailed me back saying, well, we've worked with each other before. And I didn't know that, but he had moved on in the meanwhile to that marketing department. And he said, "Uh, how cool to talk to you. We are actually in the process of creating six videos to promote our services. Would you like to be the voice of these projects? So that was a way in for me to be able to be the voice of this company who places billboards. So here you go. That's the way how you could find leads at an airport. You could also write down all the brands that you find at an airport. Just write them all down and then just send them an email when you get back. And uh, you never know, you might be working with one of the most amazing clients that you've never uh, thought of uh, uh, doing so before. So while the lead itself that Melvin was talking about didn't specifically come from Heathrow Airport, just happened to be at Heathrow Airport when the email came in, The tip that Melvin offers is gold. As you are walking through the airport, the train station, the subway station, the bus stop, what's on the walls everywhere? Advertising. Who are the companies behind that advertising? Have you ever thought about looking? Let me tell you, I'm the marketing guru, right? That's what everybody says. This is what I do for a living. I teach you guys about business and marketing for your voiceover business. I never thought about looking at the companies behind the advertising at the airport or the train station. I mean, every time I go to Toronto, I take the train into the city and I'm walking through Union Station in downtown Toronto. Advertisements hanging up everywhere. Never dawned on me to figure out the companies that were doing that before. But rest assured, 
I'm going to be doing it now. And when I'm at Pearson Airport, I'm going to be doing it when I'm flying out of Toronto. And when I'm landing in Dublin, I'm going to be doing it at the airport in Dublin. I'm going to be paying attention to those details. Again, leads are literally everywhere. And the more that you can adopt that mindset and stop limiting yourself to the casting sites and the agents and whatnot, the more you are going to start finding these things. They're going to start popping up for you because you're keeping yourself open to the possibility of where they can appear. So thank you so much, Melvin, because that was a fantastic tip. You're a voice actor, and that means that you are creative by nature. So your desire is to be in the studio using your craft. To be in the studio, coming up with those voices, delivering those reads, creating those voiceovers, delivering those recordings. But in order to be able to do that, there's a step that has to come first. You got to be able to find the clients that want to hire you to do those reads. And that can be a little bit of a struggle for voice actors who don't naturally understand and enjoy marketing. When you don't really know what you're doing, it can feel very overwhelming. It can be very frustrating. It can be very confusing. Lots of times when you don't even know where to start, what happens? You do nothing because you're paralyzed. So you look for other ways. That's where people default to casting sites, which create frustration because they don't always book on them. That's where people default to agents, which can generate some really lucrative opportunities, but sometimes those opportunities are few and far between. So if you want to build something sustainable for the long term, you are going to have to learn how to market. And the voiceover marketing playbook is going to give you that easy to follow step-by-step plan. It's going to walk you through what you need to be doing, how you need to be doing it, and what you should be saying in order to find your own leads, build your own client base, and become the consistently working voice actor that you want to be. If you have professional training, if you have a professional demo or demos, and if you've got a studio that you can record in and deliver professional audio, but you're not booking consistently, chances are it's your marketing that is holding you back. And the voiceover marketing playbook can fix that for you. The playbook is going to be available for the final time in 2019 from September 10th through the 19th. This is going to be it. If you want to learn how to market more effectively, if you want a clear plan to follow, if you want to remove the learning curve and just start doing what you need to be doing now, you're going to want to check out the playbook. All the details will be available at voiceovermarketingplaybook.com. And again, it will be available from September 10th through the 19th, 2019. And it will be the last time that you are able to get in this year. Now, back to our show. I am now happy to welcome a fellow Canadian onto the show. Some of you may not have realized that. I am actually Canadian. I'm from Southern Ontario. And I didn't actually realize at the time that I invited Lisa onto the podcast that Lisa was Canadian too. But now that I know that she is, not only am I appreciative of her tip because it's brilliant, but I'm also going to steal it and start trying to market probably to a lot of the same people that she's marketing to. Listen to how Lisa Soden is taking advantage of the current election cycle that is coming up in Canada. So I've been following Mark for a little while now, and he's always talking about think outside the box when it comes to marketing. 
So there's a federal election happening here in Canada this year, and a lot of the local politicians have been canvassing door-to-door in my neighborhood. What I've discovered by this is the politician, when they're coming to your door, they're more than happy to talk about their platform and really eager to get your email address. So the first person that asked me for my email address, something inside of my head went, ding! Don't just give them your email address. Get your business card. And that little card, like magic, starts conversations. Although I gave them my business card, I also know the power of the follow-up. So I got a contact name and an email address so I could enter them into my CRM and follow up. Since that first time, I've kept a stack of business cards and a notepad ready at the door for the next time. One politician in particular came and literally knocked on my door with an interesting situation. I live in a really small community. You know, everybody knows everybody. This politician lives in the same community as I do. So I have a relationship with him already. He knows that I'm a voice artist. Oh, did I mention that he's married to the leader of the national party that they're both running for? So... Now we're actually in talks providing service to them both locally and on a national level. It is pretty cool when work literally comes knocking on your door. When a politician knocks on your door because they're canvassing, how many of you, be honest, your initial instinct is either to A, not answer the door, or B, open the door, tell them to leave, close the door in their face? I can see that about 99% of you have your hands up. Now, how many of you have thought, when a politician knocks on your door, what if I listen to what they have to say and then hand them a business card and tell them about my voiceover work? Well, I'm willing to bet that Lisa's hand is probably one of, if not the only hand, that went up when I made that statement. But... On account of a major election cycle that is happening in Canada, and uh, let me let me think about it for a second. I, I feel like in the in the states. Let me just flip through the calendar here. I, f- I feel like in the United States there there might be a pretty significant election coming up there pretty soon too. Yeah, yeah. I think there's a pretty significant election coming up in the United States here pretty soon too. Um, yeah, you're all going to want to pay attention to what Lisa had to say, and I bet you're going to feel a lot differently about the people that come door to door, and not just politicians. I mean, the other day I had a guy come to my house who was doing driveway sealing, and I'm actually thinking about getting my driveway sealed, and so I did have a conversation with him, and I accepted his business card, and we talked a little bit about the work and what it might cost and timelines and all that sort of stuff. Again, I'm supposed to be the marketing guru. Did it ever occur to me that I should hand this guy my business card? I feel like such a failure right now as I'm doing this podcast, but hey, that's why I do this. I want you guys to see that I'm still figuring some of this stuff out just like you are, and I learn from you guys sometimes just as much as you learn from me. So I am definitely going to approach the people who come to my door a lot differently now, thanks to Lisa and that tip, and there's definitely going to be a stack of business cards going by my front door or at least very close to it, so I don't ever have to miss out on one of those opportunities. So thank you, Lisa. And by the way, I'm going to start marketing to the same politicians. Maybe we could do like a tag team thing. Like I can be the male voice and you could be the female voice and we could team up on those campaigns. But absolutely brilliant tip. So as we continue to work through some of these stories, I hope that you're feeling inspired. 
I hope that as you're listening to these tips, that it's it's already got the juices flowing, right? The creative juices are already starting to flow in your brain. What about so-and-so? Or what about this business? Or what if I looked in this place? Think about the possibilities because they are so much more vast than just the things that you're used to. What about when you're driving down the street? Could there be some possibilities that exist as you're driving down the street? What about people in your family and in your close network driving down the street? You're like, what? Listen to this story from Judy Fossum. So one of the most unique ways I've found a voiceover lead, which turned into several gigs, wasn't something that I found. It was actually something that my husband found. He was out and about one day in the town where we live, Cheyenne, Wyoming. He was driving through a parking lot and saw a Jeep with a tailgate advertising a video production company. So he took a picture of the tailgate on his phone, sent it to me, and then I just followed the trail. So I called the production company, told them what I did and the setup that I had, and that I was a professionally trained voice actor and that I had a recording studio locally. Now, I didn't get a gig right away, but I did down the road. In fact, I've gotten several gigs through them from locally airing TV commercials for a health clinic and an upscale and new-used antique store, a website video for a local arboretum, and also a regional TV commercial for a festival in Buffalo, Wyoming called Longmire Days. This festival is based off of the books written by Craig Johnson and the TV series about Sheriff Walt Longmire, so some pretty cool stuff. And yeah, I'm still learning, but here's what I've found out so far. No matter where you live, keep in mind I live in a town of just over 60,000 people, that there are opportunities around for voice actors. You've just got to stay aware, stay open to the signs and the tailgates in my case, and then they present themselves, and then you've just got to put your best foot forward. There are a couple of things that I really love about this story from Judy. First, it just goes to show you, again, the fact that leads are literally everywhere. How many of you guys have a day job? And in that day job, you have to commute to work. And in that commute to work, you're sitting in traffic. I know for me, if I have to go into Toronto to go in for an audition or something, to go in for a recording session... Sometimes I can be sitting in traffic for three plus hours. And I do look around when I'm sitting in traffic. Maybe you don't commute to work, but maybe you got to take the kids to dance or to baseball practice. Have you ever paid attention to the vehicles that are passing you on the interstate? Have you ever paid attention to the vehicles that you see in the parking lot at Walmart? Have you ever paid attention to the vehicles that you see, you know, at your favorite restaurant when you're going out for dinner with your family? It goes to remind you, again, that leads are literally everywhere. But the other thing that I love about Judy's story is that it wasn't even her. Her husband is keeping an eye out for leads for her. Have you got that arrangement set up with your spouse? They know what you do. Did they ever come home and say, hey, honey, today I saw so-and-so, and I thought maybe this would be a good person for you to contact? It's brilliant. And one of the things that Judy pointed out, you know, where she's at, it's not, we're not talking major city here. There are leads that exist in your local community. And one of the things that you bring to the table immediately when it comes to local leads is that you're local too. If they've got to choose who they want to work with, you already have an edge just by the fact that you're right there within the same community. 
So you better start paying attention in parking lots and in traffic. And I know sometimes those two are the same thing. You never know where the next opportunity is going to come from. And just to jump off of what Judy said, you know, one of the things that I noticed the other day as I was scrolling through my Facebook feed, there was a a brand new social media video that had been posted by the local fire department. So they created this video to promote their uh, green light campaign. For those of you not familiar, in Canada, volunteer firefighters are allowed to have green lights in their dashboard. And those green lights are used when we are responding to emergency situations. I say we are because I was a volunteer firefighter for 17 years. So we were allowed to have green lights in our dash. When we got a call, we turned those green lights on and people were supposed to, in theory, uh, give us the right of way to respond to the fire hall or to the emergency situation. And there's a lot of education that has to take place in rural areas about green lights because, you know, a lot of people don't know what they're from. It's not something you see in the city. So anyway, the local fire department had created this really great video. And although the video itself didn't use voiceover, what they had done when they shared this video on their website was they tagged the video production company that had done the work on it. And it turns out that this is a local video production company that I had never heard of. I hadn't found them in doing some of the searches. So what did I do? I immediately clicked the link for that local video production company, got onto their Facebook page, and made a note of the contact information because when I get back from Ireland, that is somebody that I am going to be reaching out to right on a local level. So it isn't just in traffic or while you're driving down the highway or while you're at your kid's baseball game or while you're in the parking lot at Walmart, but it might be on social media too, getting connected into your local community because... Again, the leads are literally everywhere. Now, the last story that I want to share, it's just nuts. And when it got posted, I was like, come on, come on, that's not even real. But apparently it was, and apparently it worked, and it was also hilarious. So I felt like that'd be a really great way to wrap up a podcast on looking for leads, quite literally everywhere, including some of the strangest places you may never think of. I don't know if anybody's going to be able to top this story by Suzanne Wynn. So I've worked in radio for over 14 years, and as happens to all of us at some time or another, I actually got hacked. And it was sending out videos, I guess, explaining the benefits of Viagra-type medications, Uh, Honestly, I never watched the video. I don't really know what it showed. I just know that it spammed an entire email account with these videos and, and ads for enhancement drugs, if you will. So it just so happened a client of mine, I've like I said, I've worked in radio for like 14 years and somebody that I hadn't been in contact with in, in several years got the ad. So he emailed me back with, a, you know, what the heck, Suzanne, what's this about? And we had a good laugh over it. And apparently he clicked on what was my website at the time. Uh, and this was at least, gosh, like 10 years ago. I didn't even know voiceover as a career existed. I didn't know how to pursue it, but I had a website up and it had air checks and commercial stuff from radio, which if I've learned anything in the current voiceover realm, that's not good. And that web address was in my SIG line and he clicked on it and apparently liked what he heard and it ended up being a lead for me. So, you know, horrible things can lead to amazing things. I got hacked with Viagra videos and I still got a job out of it. You just never know. Now... 
I hope that your email never gets hacked. And I hope that you never send out mass letters to your entire contact list all about Viagra or other such male enhancement medications. But if it does happen, I hope that you're able to book a voiceover as a result of it. <laughs> like, that is just the craziest thing that I have ever heard. But it made me laugh and it made a lot of people laugh who read it. And so I was very excited to reach out to Suzanne and ask if she would mind sharing that story on the podcast because, hey, it worked. That's the biggest thing. It worked. Now, there might be one other sub-lesson in that story, and that is make sure that you're changing the password on your email fairly regularly and make sure that you're using strong passwords just so that you can avoid something like that happening. But again, like I said, if it does, here's hoping that it turns into a voiceover for you. Guys, the purpose of this episode is to get you thinking differently, to get you looking beyond the traditional, to get you thinking beyond the regular Google searches, because the fact of the matter is there are thousands upon thousands of voice actors that are competing for those same auditions with agents. There's thousands upon thousands of voice actors that are competing for those same opportunities on casting sites. But what if you were the only voice actor in your own community? What if there was only a handful of voice actors actively marketing within your county or your greater state region? And you were the one that was keeping yourself open to all of these different opportunities in all of these different crazy, unusual places. Now, all of a sudden, the competition isn't so intense. And that means that your potential for booking and creating opportunities for yourself increases exponentially. I want to say thank you so much to Ian Fishman, to Diane Merritt, to Judy Fossum, to Lisa Soden, to Melvin Vermeer, and to Suzanne Wynn. I appreciate you guys taking the time to share your stories with us. And I hope that those of you that are listening have learned from those stories and are already starting to think about some crazy places where you might be able to find some leads. Leads where you hadn't thought of before. As always, thanks so much for listening to this episode. Thank you for subscribing and for leaving your reviews. I really do appreciate those reviews. You can subscribe and leave reviews on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Podbean. And like I said before, you can listen anytime to any episode at vopreneur.com. Thanks so much for listening, guys. I'll catch you on the next one. The Everyday Vopreneur Podcast. Available everywhere fine podcasts are given away for free. Mostly, we think. Your number one marketing tool is your voiceover demos. When you're posting them online, you want to be sure they're playable on any device and with any browser. The Voice Sam Player does exactly that. Sign up at msvo.me slash msvoicesam and receive three months of Voice Sam for the price of one. Sign up now at msvo.me slash msvoicesam. And see. And that's a wrap. Thanks for hanging in. Thanks for hanging out. Want more Vopreneur goodness? Jump online at vopreneur.com.